Welcome back, everybody. This is the Immortal Mage Chronicles, and I am the Young Adult Novel Podcast. So, a friend of mine complained that I was updating too slow, and they wanted me to um, ask the author to post the book online. So, the book is available now. You can either do um, Kindle for ebook or purchase a hard copy. If you do do the Kindle and you have Kindle, it is free. Um, it is two ninety nine otherwise for the ebook, and it's ten dollars for the hard book. And you can just go to Amazon and type in the Immortal Mage chronicles and it's the only book that pops up so (laughs) original title indeed um so go ahead and check that out if you want to check out my facebook page at ya audio podcast um yeah so that was my spiel that i had for today without further ado i'm going to start with chapter five I'm sorry. And I just want to let it be known that at chapter 10, I'm going to do a recap of 1 through 10. Uh, So yeah, let's get started. Chapter 5, I'm sorry. Calissa sits on the floor, back against the frame of the bed, as she stares down at her phone. She bites on her bottom lip before puffing out a sigh. Dialing a familiar number, the phone rings four times before a croaky voice answers the line. Hey, baby, Calissa's grandmother Annabelle squeaks out. Her voice sounds hoarse, dry almost, like a person sounds when they haven't had water in days. Grandma, Calissa's heart feels tight. You don't sound too good. A series of coughs is how Calissa is met in response. It takes Calissa, it makes Calissa want to run away from here and help her grandmother out, no matter what protest the old woman has. <coughs> don't you know? More coughing is had. <coughs> it's not nice to point out the obvious. Annabelle tries to joke, but it comes out flat. A tear falls down Calissa's cheek, and she doesn't even bother to wipe it away. Grandma. Calissa knows her voice sounds broken right now, because that's how she feels. The woman who took her in and loved her unconditionally is dying all alone, without Calissa to be there to ease the pain. Calissa isn't there to let the elderly woman know that she's not alone. It's okay. Annabelle tries to convince Calissa. It sounds more like the woman is trying to convince herself than anything else. Listen to me, my dear. I fear fear that my health will only get worse. So don't come for me or try to aid me. My illness doesn't seem all too natural. What? Calissa's gasp fill the large dorm room. She's leaning forward, hanging on to every word the elder has to say. Sink was right then. She is hiding something. I can't say for certain, but there is a negative energy surrounding me that I can't seem to shake. Annabelle admits with 
panting breaths. Calissa grows more concerned, even more ready to jump ship back home. Her grandmother protected her. It's time for Calissa to do the same. Grandma. Calissa sounds like her voice is pleading right now. Maybe it is. I have to come back. I have to protect you. You saved me from my own mother. How could I possibly abandon you now? No! The elderly woman shouts. Calissa is startled by the strong force of the word. Under no circumstance are you to come back here. Let me protect you. Stay away from this place and keep your head down. Calissa bites on her bottom lip again. What if her father could protect Annabelle instead of Calissa? She wants so desperately to tell her grandmother that the man is still alive. But Calissa made a vow that she would disclose his information to anyone. Why would anyone want to target you? Calissa doesn't even know if it's possible for her to voice a sound more broken than it does right now. She feels defeated and depressed. There's nothing she can do to make this all better. No matter how much she tries, it's like watching a train wreck happen right in front of your eyes and you can't blink. I don't know, baby. Annabelle's voice sounds tired again. I just don't know. Calissa has known her grandmother long enough to know the woman is lying. The woman knows why she's being targeted. She just doesn't want Calissa to know. The thought just makes the guilt build even more. All right. Calissa relents. Get some rest. I love you. I love you too. Annabelle responds before disconnecting. Calissa still holds the phone up to her ear, even though the call has disconnected. She grips the phone tight and closes her eyes. Crying is all she can do. Climbing into bed, fully clothed, Calissa cries herself to sleep. It's a fitful sleep and filled with night terrors. Waking up the next morning, Calissa looks in the mirror and sees the beginning formation of bags under her eyes. She shakes it off and gets ready for the day. Still, thinking about her grandmother, she avoids getting food and just goes to her first class, not caring that she's 20 minutes early. Maybe sitting in the empty room will help her think, help her process. She has her head down on the desk when she feels a hand tap her shoulder. Looking up, Calissa sees that it's Trevor. Frowning in confusion, Calissa tilts her head to the left and lifts a questioning brow. What's up? Calissa says in a tired voice. I was, I was looking for you, actually. Trevor seems nervous as he scratches the back of his neck. Hemitrius is your relative, right? Um, yes. Calissa nods slowly. My mom. Trevor's eyes go white. I didn't want to assume. I mean, you do look alike and all. He responds and rolls on the back of his heels. Look. I think students are going missing. And your mom won't listen to me. I'm pretty sure she blew me off. Oh no. Calissa hates to hear that. She's seen the news. Kids going missing from all over the world. The news is saying it's sex trafficking. So, what if these students are victims of that? How many? At least five. 
Trevor starts speaking faster. Two from our grade and about three from another. All students are top students and powerful for their age. I'm concerned they're being targeted. If you're right, Calissa points to him, then this is a much bigger issue. How do powerful students just get kidnapped? I haven't haven't seen them missing on the news. Do their parents even know? I couldn't get any answers from your mom. Trevor admits, back to scratching the back of his neck. I'm going to have Chase go around asking people for more information, but I was hoping you could talk to her for me. Calissa looks down and swallows. Trevor doesn't know about the cruelty of her mother, but if students are really going missing, shouldn't she do what she can? I don't know. Calissa responds with hesitance. Her mother is never happy to see Calissa in the first place. It probably won't end well. Please, Trevor begs. You're her daughter. She has to listen to you. Calissa snorts and shrugs at the same time. <laughs> I'd rather do it now than I guess. Calissa stands and leaves the room. Trevor right behind her. They reach the headmistress's office and Calissa walks right in while Trevor waits outside. And who told you to walk in? Calissa's mother, Brenna, greets with her with a sneer. Shouldn't you be learning right now? Students are going missing. And what are you doing? Sitting behind your desk, letting it happen? Calissa starts. Brenda narrows her eyes. I've only heard, I've heard only powerful and successful students are going missing. Brenda smiles as she talks. It's sinister. Isn't it too bad that you're so completely worthless, not even a kidnapper would want you? Too bad indeed. Calissa always gets beat down when she's in front of this woman. She has no idea why it would be any different now. Belittle me if you want. But what are you doing about this? Calissa fires back. It's your duty to keep the students safe. And yet somehow you're failing at that. Just like how you failed at being a mother, a wife, and a decent human being. Brenna's lip twitches. You think, because you're finally making friends, you can smart-mouth me? Brenda grabs Calissa's wrist and digs her long nails in deep. Calissa yelps out in pain. You are the most worthless creature at this school. A fucking maroon. You are no mage. You are a disgrace. It would be better for the school's reputation if you were the one to disappear instead. Remember that. Calissa pulls her arm away and Trevor enters the room, green eyes burning with rage. How could you say that to your own daughter? What is wrong with you? Trevor unleashes his anger. Let it go. Calissa please. And she grabs a boy and leaves him out of the office. Calissa grabs her drop bag and keeps walking. I never should have met with her. I can't do this. Calissa runs. Trevor calls out to her, but he doesn't follow. That's good. She runs until she reaches her dorm room, throwing her backpack on the ground. She grabs her black duffel and begins to pack it with clothes and toiletries. Her snacks go in as well. Grabbing her ID and leaving her room key- and leaving her room keys, she leaves. She can't do this. She tried and failed. Her wrist is throbbing with pain and her throat is tight with unshed tears. Her mother is brutal. The woman wishes Calissa was either never born or would just die. There's nothing Calissa can do about that. What Calissa can do, however, is leave. She's not wanted here, and her grandmother is currently dying. Calissa should be there. She has to be. 
She'll leave. There's no other choice. She ignores the bell ringing and heads out the back corridor where not a lot of students are hanging out at this time. She checks the bank app on her phone and she has enough money for a one-way plane ticket. She's Just as she's about to book a flight, she spots a cat. It's black with a white strip on its nose. It walks up to Calissa and meows. Bending down, Calissa picks up the cat and holds it to her chest, placing her phone in her pocket. The cat purrs as it closes its eyes, seemingly content and skinny. And Calissa worries that it's not getting fed properly, especially since there's no tags. Contemplating what to do, Calissa sits down on a bench and pets the cat as it drifts off to a sleep, a deep slumber. Calissa has never felt needed in her life, but maybe this cat could be her saving grace. This cat could need her. Depend on Calissa to keep it alive. Bing, bing. Filling in her pocket, Calissa grabs her phone and sees she has a text from Zinc and one from Leah, both asking her where she is. Zinc sends a follow-up text asking to see her. She tells them both she's okay and tells Zinc that she's in the back corridor. It takes no time for the tall team to come walking out. He places his bag by his feet and joins her on the bench. You found a cat, Zinc points out. I want to keep it. Calissa responds as she slightly pets the animal on her lap. This is against school policy, Zinc reminds her. I don't care. She responds, feeling bold. Truth is, she needs this more than anything right now. I almost ran away just now, she admits. I see your duffel, Zinc points out. Trevor told me what happened. I see, she nods. She doesn't mind Zinc knowing about what occurred with her mother. Zinc feels like a brother she never had. Someone she can talk to and lean on. He listens without interrupting and assists without judgment. It's a relief. You should stay, Zinc tells her without looking at her. Don't let your mother win. Don't give her the satisfaction. Stay. Get strong. Prove her right. Prove her wrong. Fight. Fight. That's something Calissa has never done in her entire life. She's been beaten and she's ran. But she's never stayed to fight. How could she? She always had her grandmother to fight her battles for her. But that's not even an option anymore. I don't even know how to fight, Calissa admits. Then I'll help you. Zinc shrugs like it's the easiest thing in the world. Leo will too. He likes you. Calissa resists the urge to blush at this. Zinc seems to notice and brushes shoulders with her as he winks. You aren't alone anymore. Calissa holds the cat closer and starts checking for any signs of bugs or bruises. She finds none. She bumps shoulders back with Zinc and sighs as she rests her head on his shoulder. She was really mean today. My mom, that is, Calissa admits. I almost cried, but you didn't. Zinc reminds her, that's what makes you strong. Going against the grain, just remember, there's nothing wrong with crying. Only don't allow others to be in charge of your emotions. You're right, she agrees. I want to become stronger for me. It's easier said than done, but it's something that I want to do. And I want to keep this cat. Then do it. Zinc smiles, hazel eyes shining in the sunlight. Come on. 
I'll help you take your stuff back to your dorm, and then we can take the shuttle to the pet store. Get some items for the cat. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Calissa smiles, and for the first time, she doesn't feel the crumbly weight of the world on her shoulders. She's not alone, and she can fight, so she will. Coming back from the store, Calissa now has a litter box, cat toys, cat food, and a water bowl that has a container to it, so it fills the water up as the cat drinks it. She places the litter box under her desk and the food and water bowls at the foot of her bed. The toys are scattered about. Laughing as her new cat named Midnight plays with the ball, there's a knock at the door. Um, who is it? Colossus' heart rate picks up a bit as she waits for the answer. Um, Leo comes the response and Colossus sighs in release. Hey, what's up? Calissa walks into the hallway and shuts the door behind her. Uh, you weren't in any of your classes today. Leo holds his hands behind his back. And I heard Zink was with you, so I got a bit worried. Wanted to make sure you were okay. You seem to be getting close to Zink. <laughs> if Calissa didn't know any better, she would think Leo was jealous. But he couldn't be, could he? Uh, yeah, Calissa nods. He was helping me with something. Giving me a pep talk and all that. I was ready to leave this place. What? Leo walks closer and grabs her arm before letting go. He looks and notices the red mark left by Brenda. Did your mom do this? She did, Calissa admits. Leo goes for her arm again and against everything within her. She lets him hold on to it. His pale fingers hover over the mark and he lets, the pink, he lets his pink lips kiss her briefly. Why does she abuse you? Leo's voice sounds so sad. Is there nothing we can do to help? No escape in it? My grandmother has been protecting me from her. Calissa rests the back of her head on the door, but realistically speaking, I just have to get tough. I have to fight for myself and stop depending on others. That's part of the problem. Well, is it so bad that I want to protect you? Leo's cheeks flush and Calissa feels just as embarrassed. No, that's not bad. She responds with coughing into her hand and rubbing her nose. Then can I be bold enough to ask you on a date? Leo seems nervous to ask, but he still proceeds. Calissa does falter at this. She feels her cheeks heat up as Leo asks the question. Um, I would like to say yes. Calissa lets him know. She knows deep down they, this woman caused problems with Abigail later. But Calissa doesn't care. She has to take ownership of her life. She has to get strong. It's like Zink stated. She has to fight. Is tonight too for it as well? Leo clears his throat. <clears throat> I haven't had dinner yet. No, she tells him. Can you leave now? Leo looks behind her shoulder as if someone is standing there or something. It won't be too hard to let the dorm leader know so we can get permission to leave. Uh, sure, she shrugs. Let me get my stuff. <laughs> she rushes back into the room and places her cat on its bed before grabbing her purse. She leaves the light on, makes sure there is food and water, then heads back into the hallway, locking her door. What do you like eating? Leo questions as they walk down the corridor to inform the dorm leader. 
there's a cool pizza joint within walking distance that most go to. Or we could do Thai. Pizza sounds good. Calissa agrees. She loves pizza, so that's a perfect choice. I like plain cheese, though. Is that okay? She has no idea why she feels so unsure about everything right now. She's just nervous. They race the dorm later and then head on to their destination. That's fine. Oleo's quick to tell her. She nods with a smile and he smiles back. Leading the way, they make small talk until they arrive at Jake's Pizzeria. They get seated in a booth and Calissa takes in her new scenery. The floor is tiled white. Nothing special. The booths are vibrant yellows with bright tables, all different neon colors. The walls are white as well with random photos and drawings like children did them. Staring too hard at one object makes her eyes hurt and go cross. Welcome to Jake's. What can I get you to drink? The bubbly waitress popping gum questions. She has a black notepad and a pen in hand. Uh, water for me. Calissa tells the girl who doesn't disclose her name. Uh, Pepsi. Leah orders next. Got it. The waitress bobs away, but not before placing two menus on the table. Calissa opens her menu and sees all the different options. The picture of the wings look looks good, but so does the stromboli. Then again, the Caesar salad would be so perfect. Ugh, too many choices. I can't decide. Calissa pouts. Leo looks up from his phone and laughs. <laughs> Trust me. Leo leans forward. Hmm. Calissa pretends to think about it. I guess I will. She leans back and shrugs. Then I'll order for us. No need to worry. Calissa can't help but laugh at Leo, even though he hasn't said anything funny. Before Calissa can respond, the waitress is back with the drinks and asks him for the order. Uh, we'll take an order of buffalo wings with blue trees dressing and a large cheese pizza, Leo orders. Calissa is pleased and smiles to Leo. She hands back the menu to the waitress. It'll be up soon, you guys. The waitress calls from over her shoulder. She's already moving on to another table. Leo. Calissa crosses her legs as she pulls out some hand sanitizer for Leo and herself. Tell me about you. Leo's looking down at his phone again, typing away. He seems a bit distracted, actually. Hey, everything okay? Huh? Leo looks up from his phone. Yeah, sorry, rid of me. But, uh, let's see a little about me. My name is Leonard Olowski. My dad was born in Ireland, but migrated here when he was two years old. Uh, my dad's a doctor, brain surgeon. My mom is a senior director for an insurance company. Wow. <laughs> Calissa surprised. She sees Leo look down at his phone again, typing away, before looking up and past Calissa's shoulders. She suddenly gets the feeling there's more to going on with this date than him wanting to simply date Calissa. Her stomach twinges at the thought. Uh, yeah, my mom is a pink. Leo continues after putting his phone back on the table. Um, so I was raised to not care about color status. My dad is a red, but he doesn't mind that I'm only a yellow. Last test I took, the rock color was starting to change to orange, so it's only a matter of time. Must be nice, Calissa states. Not the color status, but the fact that Leo has supportive parents at home that love him no matter what. It must be nice. Yeah, it doesn't matter if your mom accepts you or not, Leo tells her with a conviction. 
What matters is how you see yourself. Easier said than done when your mirror is screaming, you're a failure, right back at your face. Calissa doesn't mean to let this slip out, but she can't help it. Sorry, ignore that. I don't want to dismiss how you feel. Leo looks concerned. Not what she was going for. Well, thank you. Calissa messes with the rings on her fingers again as she feels a bit vulnerable with how intently Leo is staring at her. I do want to drop it though, at least for now. This is our first date, so let's stick with something positive. Well, tell me about you then, Leo counters. As if something positive, Calissa snorts. She's interrupted by the waitress coming out with their food, giving a brief, it's hot, warning before dipping off again. Well, uh, what about me is that I'm usually quiet, but sometimes I get these bursts of anger that I have no idea where they come from. It's Leo's turn to snort. Pretty sure that's called being a teenager. Leo laughs himself. They both fix their plates and start eating in silence. Tell me more. He says behind a large slice of pizza. Not much to tell. Calissa shrugs. Father died in the small bombing. Mother hates me. Grandmother's dying. Never had friends. Damn. Calissa thinks to herself. She really needs to learn how to dial it down. But I uh, I also really love watching movies and acting stuff out. I'm a fan of cooking as well as sports. I throw a pretty good softball. We should totally play sometime. Leo seems excited. There's a cage around here somewhere. Trevor told me about it. Maybe we could go out to an escape room or laser tag. I'm really good at bowling. That could be fun. Yeah, she agrees. Leo takes his chance to look at his phone again, and it seems like he's getting annoyed. He's looking at the door again behind Calissa and keeps saying, Seriously, you seem distracted, she says, and is met with silence as he taps away on his phone. She rolls her eyes and gets up, taking two slices of pizza and putting them in a napkin. Hey, where are you going? Leo seems to notice her leaving. You've been doing nothing but texting, Calissa points out. You're obviously distracted, so why are you even here? Listen. Leo puts his phone away and sighs. Please sit back down. Calissa hesitates, but goes and does it anyway. She starts to slowly eat her pizza, waiting for Leo to just spill the truth. Abigail doesn't trust you. <laughs> no surprise there, Calissa murmurs. Well, Leo starts. She asks me to ask on a date so she could break into your room and catch you hiding something. Leo bursts out. Calissa feels her jaw drop in praise. Her non-chew food isn't showing. She had no idea it was like that with Abigail. So Leo's only here for Abigail. Nice to know. And with that, I'm leaving. Calissa stands and Leo rushes over the table to stop her. Please. Leo pleads. He looks earnest. She did a true spell. And wanted me to make you and wanted to make you confess to whatever it is she thinks you're hiding. But I told her if she did that, then I wouldn't talk to her anymore. So she suggested looking into your room and she promised that she didn't find anything, she would drop it. Wow. Calissa doesn't even know what else to say other than wow. The audacity of Abigail to invade Calissa's space like that. Calissa can feel the anger building within and she rubs on her earrings to keep calm. It's a trick her grandmother taught her years ago. I can't believe you went along with it. Calissa shakes her head in disappointment. It's because I like you, Leo admits. I wanted to ask you on a date but didn't have the courage. I felt like this was the only way to know for sure that... I could ask you out. It doesn't make it right. 
but it's how it played out because I feel guilty. I had Zink go and stop Abigail from entering a room. Calissa has to admit, she feels slightly good knowing Midnight won't be discovered so soon. It still doesn't help the fact that she feels betrayed by Leo. She's not mad at him, just disappointed. Even if he did make the right decision in the end, at one point he thought that that was okay. Thanks for telling me the truth, Calissa announces, but I'm ready to head back by myself, she emphasizes. Students have been going missing, so I'll text you when I'm back to my dorm. If I don't, then just drop by to make sure I made it back okay. Leo stands, looking ready to argue, but decides against it. I'm sorry, he settles on saying. I'll forgive you tomorrow, she promises. She is glad he made the right decision in the end, so she'll let him sweat it out for a bit. She leaves the rest of her food on the table and heads outside. It's still warm. So she takes her time walking back, even with the darkening sky. The walk is nice and welcoming as she allows her thoughts to be consumed with Leo. He's kind and earnest, the kind of guy you can get hooked on. She just hopes he's not a devil in disguise. As she arrives on campus, she sees a familiar black shadow and shakes her head. Her father is still here. Walking up to him, she places her hands on his hips. Why are you still here? She asks him. I want you to come with me, he tells her. What? Where? Why? She demands to know. Her father has never acted like this before. He's jumpy, looking around, and his behavior resembles someone who's nervous, is out of character. The school isn't safe for you, he states. People are going missing, which means you'll be a target soon enough. They are taking only powerful students. I'm safe, she dismisses. You will be a target soon, and you know it. He restates with affirmation. I don't know what you're talking about. Calissa goes to leave, but he grabs her arm. It feels like her arm is on fire and she wants it to go away. She tries to shake loose the touch. Stop touching me. She shouts, not making the sound so loud. Quiet. He whispers harshly, looking around. Then let go. She demands again. I just want you safe, so stop fighting me, he argues. Calissa is scared. Her heart is pounding and there's no one around. Come with me now. He starts to pull and she tries to resist. Hey, you! An unfamiliar voice calls out. Let her go! A tall teenager with shaggy brown hair comes bouncing up and Calissa's father bolts. Calissa's heart keeps pounding as a stranger grabs her hands. She's about to tell him to let go, but there's a surge of energy flowing through her that leaves her rooted where she stands. Are you okay? The stranger with green eyes questions. Hey, answer me. He places his hands on her cheeks and the feeling is warm. She leans into it. There's something that takes over her and she feels slightly different, like an abundance of energy about to burst. It's engulfing. Your eyes, he states with an airy breath. They're blue. She blinks and shakes her head. No, mine are hazel, she states in confusion. He smells and it seems only grow. They were definitely blue. He states again, that's a good thing. You just have no idea yet. My name is Bradley Kelp, a 19-year-old here. What's your name? Calissa, she says as she continues to stare. 16. Calissa, he repeats. I like that. Hey, listen, I have to go, but I'll find you around, okay? I promise. Your eyes were just blue, just like mine. Remember that. She has no idea what he's talking about, but she doesn't care because there's a lingering warmth from where he touched her. 
She stands there for another five minutes before leaving, mind filled with her father's warning and Bradley's statement. As she sends Leo text letting him know she's safely back, she has no idea that he was in the courtyard watching what's jealousy and the interaction between her and Bradley. Somehow, Calissa knows this is only the beginning of more to come.